There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business or, let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5K. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. And that's the thing, guys. Like, you're going to be in a situation, right? You're going to be staring at the ceiling and you're gonna be like what the fuck am I doing I'm running out of money I don't know how I'm gonna pay the bills next month all those types of things and you gotta remind yourself of the original thesis and the passion you gotta really find something that you're willing to die for welcome to Hustle Share the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences but that our hustles are very much alike now here's your host Ronster Baekyung. Welcome to episode 23 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is brought to you by Payroll Hero, a time, attendance, scheduling, HR and payroll solution for Philippine companies. If you are new to the show, we're glad to have you here. Hustle Share basically is a Filipino podcast that features unique hustlers like tech entrepreneurs, businessmen, and any unique hustler really that has so much value to give. Because what we learn from each other here is not just what we post in social media to one-up each other. We talk about the grit, the grind, and everything else in between so that we can apply it in our own hustle as well. However, this podcast is for adults only, so make sure there's there's no kids or you're not in a not safe for work environment because you might hear a lot of flying F-bombs, especially in this really OG episode that we have here because we have a very, very interesting hustler on this episode who is none other than Roland Ross, the founder of the social media app, Kumu. And today, Roland's gonna share with us a ton of learnings of how he started his hustle as a philam growing up in LA. 
and how he transformed what he called was 15 years of failing to an app that is so successful now that it is a staple among Gen Z and young millennials. Roland is also going to share how he got into the startup game by having Dado Banatao as his mentor. And he's also going to share the five things that Dado Banatao shared with him that prepared him to be the success that he is now. And lastly, Roland is going to come clean on how he was able to build a really good team and how he was able to surround himself with people that believe in him in this very, very fun episode. So if you're ready to learn the hustle behind the streaming app, Kumu, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. Yo, there you go. And we're, we're stoked. We're, before we I press record, we've been going lit on this. Right? <laughs> I was talking to like, well, one of the homies. And we click right away, bro. Yeah, so that's yeah, good. For sure, for sure. So without further ado, I said it in the intro. We have something really cool because he's changing the whole ball, ball game and the streaming industry and whatnot. And you've been making bank on this. Welcome to the show, Roland Rouse hey. of... Kumo, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Roland, thank you for being here. Thank you. So, okay, um, let's go straight to the jugular right here because I'm very curious. Yes. I mean, again, we've been clicking. I feel like yeah. Uh, yeah, we, dude, we, we got like, introduced through uh, was the style yeah, journey uh, on the messenger through yeah. Angelo, the whole thing. Absolutely, we, we love everything that you're doing. Thank you, thank it's you. And I'm a big fan. Ecosystem, right? family. I'm going to just try my best not to call you Carlito in the fucking show. Like, <laughs> you call me Carlito and spit in the face of the people. Yeah, yeah like, the, the rainbows. Yeah, and whatnot. So, okay. Um, Roland, what's your hustle? My hustle is the Philippines. Um, you know, uh, Tomasic uh, did a report with Google saying mm-hmm. that it's a $240 billion economy over the next six years. Shit. And so for us, uh, you know, I, I... You know what's crazy? A, a lot of times when I travel... Uh, it was when the Philippine ambassador to the U.S. had invited me okay. to um, Roland. Yes. Roland. Like, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, one of the things is my passion has always been uh, doing nonprofit and humanitarian work Got every it. time I uh, did a business win, right? So Got after my, I sold my first startup in San Francisco. What was it called? Um, that was called Tracking 202. And wow. you'll freaking think because, like, you know, it was a quote-unquote $10 million valuation. But after stock options and taxes and everything, like... You Shit, went man, home I, with like barely nothing. So <laughs> you know, one of those types of things. And yeah. uh, but there was enough to do the the humanitarian work, the community service work. Yeah. And, uh, it really got to the point where the Philippine ambassador to the U.S. was like, "Hey, why don't you start something out here? Maybe that's the best way." And you grew up where in L.A. So L.A. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. Awesome. So Los Angeles, uh, born and raised. Uh, went to school in Santa Barbara, okay. and but the thing is, uh, you know, during my trips to the Philippines, I. I think uh, I was doing kind of like a, like a Samuel Jackson type thing, looking okay. for passionate Filipinos right. uh, who wanted to do something in the Philippines. Right. And so, you know, uh, my mentor, uh, his name is Dado Banatao. He is Dado. A, so yeah. you meant, oh my God. Yeah, so I so Dado add, was like, right, right. That, and I'll tell you that story too. Sure, sure. And so when Dado was like, yo, you know, these are the five key things that you need to do before you go over there. So what are those Or else you're going right? to fucking get fucked. Okay. He didn't talk like that though. You know, he, he was all <laughs> was like, like, what? No, 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 no. Dado is an OG. <laughs> yeah, no, Dado. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dono is like, you know, a, a lot of the key things, right, okay. when he sat down. Um, actually, I have a funny story, actually, how he became my mentor. Uh, okay. It was uh, that whole thing. And 
um, you know, my brother is like the super famous chef and, okay. uh, you know, private chef for, uh, you know, David and Victoria Beckham. Holy uh, shit, let's you know, give her Jonas brother brothers. a shout out. Yeah, it's Christian Navarro, HelloFresh. He, actually, Oprah Winfrey shared his story on television, you no know, that way. type of stuff. And so because of it, uh, wow. the Philippine Development Foundation, which is Dado's uh, thing, invited my brother to uh, be the chef for like this like fancy ass dinner Got with it. all those like Filipino American ballers who you know half ballers you know that that type of thing <laughs> yep. and so for me uh, you know I was just helping my brother out as a server. Okay. You wow. know, got the white gloves on, just like right, whatever right. the case may be. Right. And you know, uh, it's it's one of those things where you just kind of kind of take it. Right. So it's already you, there. You right? have nothing to lose. Exactly. Right? So I was at a dinner and uh, we had to serve a, a tasting menu for like twelve people. Wow. And you were serving Filipino food. Yeah, Where it was like a Filipino uh, mix match. So my brother was taking California ingredients and there then applying it to Filipino technique. Wow. Right. And so you know, it's things like uh, you know pulled pork. Uh, Thirteen-hour smoked pulled pork lumpias, right? Like, <laughs> shit like for that, making right? me really you know what hungry. I mean? right Stuff now. like that. So, oh god, uh, here I am, and right. uh, there's like twelve people. We're in this like mansion, and uh, there's only twelve people, and they want to like uh, serve food. Kay. And uh, here I am with the white glove type thing, with a right, little right. towel on my hand, and uh, there's Dotto, and we're serving like the first course. And you know what's amazing is uh, somebody on that table remembered my personal story and while they were eating said hey roland don't you want to do something tech related in the philippines wow and the whole table like Just looked at founders you. of like jerry's grill goldilocks all you know the oh, old God. school right right right, 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 right. all looking at me like what and you know of course they were like looking at me and judging me right because i'm like wearing yeah. waiter like i was literally wearing yeah, a waiter right, 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 uh, right. thing and then like dotto looked at me and said and stood up and said hey let's go to the fireplace and talk Wow. Yeah, man. This feels yeah. like, you know, the like, movie Get Out? <laughs> dude, it was totally like that. Dude, it was like all these like, you know, and it's funny because like, you know, now that we're growing and stuff, I'm starting to, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that I've learned, right? You got to right. um, like be mentally strong because a lot of those people who didn't believe in you now that when you're finding success, they go, oh, we believed in you the whole time. Let's work together. I was like, dude. Fuck no. <laughs> right? You were shitting on me. And, and that's exactly right. it. And, you know, for anyone who's listening, for any entrepreneurs, like the, the, the number one thing is just like don't never give up. Just uh, never forget. And, and, you know, I'm just so grateful uh, for that uh, thing where Dotto just really sat down. And here's the funny part was uh, uh, during the uh, fundraising dinner, uh, he had offered his services uh, to be an advisor to the company. Wow. And uh, like these venture capitalists from everywhere wanted, yeah. they were like $1,000, $2,000. Oh, I was like, oh, It's really shit. get out. People were bidding on yeah, him. People were bidding on <laughs> Dotto Bonato oh, to man. be the advisor. Shit. And I just like called my co-founders like, yo, I know this is like, uh, we're not spending on tech, but this is going to be priceless. Okay. And so I, I took off the white gloves. All right. I, I, I put down the towel. Oh, wow. You know, I was like, I, I am, I'm on the same table as these guys. Yeah. And then I asked one of the rich ladies who, okay. uh, I said, can I borrow your paddle? Oh, shit. You, you know exactly what I mean. I took that paddle. I was like, 3,000, oh, right? Oh, wow. And then some of 
it was like four thousand. I was like, oh shit! And like my budget, I was like, dude, like this is like my whole savings. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Oh, your I life. Said Five thousand, and then I was looking, and then I was like, who the hell is that? And then I go to and, and like the like the Red Sea of all these like stupid, uh, you know, rich people. <laughs> I see it's my my first advice. My first advisor, and I'm looking at him I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm trying to win it for us." Right. And I was like, "No, stop, stop, you're stop. bidding on yourself." <laughs> yeah. So we ended up, uh, you know, we ended up getting him for like around six thousand dollars. But sure. dude, like, because uh, we didn't give him any shares, anyways, that six thousand dollars and throwing him onto um, our deck as an advisor was more priceless. Dude. It was. Priceless. That's your lead investor. Oh, that's or that's yeah, your lead whole advisor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, so, and yeah. that's that's your whole funding round right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right and so there. he sat down with us uh, on like many many different occasions. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about the five key things. You know, making sure that you have a technological advantage. Number one. Okay. Right. Number two, have an operating plan because okay. like so many people have an idea but they don't have the plan to come in. Absolutely. And then um, obviously the funding and obviously the timing and then the fifth which. Uh, we, we always stress at Kumu is the team. The, right? team. the team. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, that, the team. and, and so, those five things we will yeah. have to uh, dissect later yeah. one by one on how you built that and how to put it into absolutely, work. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So, so yeah. other than those five things that he stressed out, what's it like working with Dado? Because he's like the George Washington yeah. or, of, of, of startups here. Everybody looks up to him. He, people know, and he now has Phil Dev here as well yep. to pay it forward. Yeah. But what are the conversations that you have in, in terms of talking with him because I see his videos and he looks like all this chill guy and whatnot. All yeah, yeah like for sure. He's going to talk about that he was a son of a farmer. But Yeah, he's... Yeah. Um, well, the thing is when you meet with him, uh, his office is actually on Sand Hill Road with like okay. the Sequoias, the Light Speeds, all yeah. the big VCs yep. uh, there. And so when you're in that office and he's spending time with you and he recognizes... And this goes back to the original, what's your hustle? I didn't say Kumu, the live streaming social gaming app. I said the Philippines for a specific reason reason because similar to the first startup that I sold who my advisors were coming from PayPal I truly believe in this whole network uh, the network effects uh, there's an yes. organization here called Endeavor that uses the same uh, uh, methodology yeah. Shout out and Manny it's just Yellow. like yeah, yeah you know and it's just like super focused on really how do you prioritize the voices of a particular market okay. and, and then grow from there? So for, for, for Dado, it was a lot of just really making sure that we had all the right relationships in place. Like, who do you need to know? It's, okay. I, this is me in L.A. before I put my entire life savings yep. and yep. moved to Manila, right? Yep. Like, okay, these are the guys at Globe. Uh, these are the guys at PLDT, blah, 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 blah. Dude. You know, just like make sure that, um, you know, you, you really build the product um, at the current pace of the current infrastructure so that when the infrastructure is ready, you just explode. Correct. Right? And so just really making sure that our timing was correct, uh, making sure, so like one of our key funders, um, and it was ironic because uh, Liza, uh, who's the owner of Summit Media, right. uh, she actually, when we sh- first showed her the deck, you right. know, she's like, oh, Donna's on your team? And then boom, she became a friend. You know what I mean? So it's just like, right? $6,000 so, worth. <laughs> exactly. And so it was like, Wow, and you know, Eliza, at first, we just wanted her to be an advisor just like uh, Dotto. Yeah. That was it. We, we didn't ask for any money, right? Correct. And the thing about what's so amazing about Liza's vision and, you know, with what she's focused on, which is digital transformation for right. the entire family business, was like, 
it was crazy. She just replied, um, are you guys also looking for an investor? And I Ooh. was like, oh, shoot, are you shoot. kidding me? And oh, so it just kind of steamrolled over there. Right, uh, right. You know, we, we have a really great relationship uh, uh, with Liza and the whole crew. Uh, we, you know, meeting with her uh, every week. Uh, just met with Lance a couple days ago. So it's just, a, wow. it's just been super cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So from that point on, so you said, okay, now they're all on. When did you decide to fully, like, all right, jump ship to the other side of the Pacific Ocean, mm, right? When, okay. when, how did that happen? Like, all right, I got, I got all these backers. So, so that me. was just on the backing side or on the resource right. side. One of the key things that we noticed was um, there's a huge shift in terms of prioritizing the voices of an entire country. Sure. So back in 2010 in messaging, it was like the WeChat for China, Kakao for Korea, Line right. for Japan. Um, so if you were trying to launch something prioritizing the voice of the Philippines now, it's already too late. You missed the messaging boat. Yep. Um, and then like uh, we had a friend of a friend. They launched a company called Gojek. Um, Gojek. They were focused right. on on-demand services. Right. Right. But then, you know, the on-demand economy from Xenia, Grab, Food Panda, Honest Bee, rest in peace. Right. Those types of things. So <laughs> it's just like those types of things. Right. And so we're like, oh, shit. And, you know, uh, some of our friends knew Crystal and stuff. So we we're just kind of right. getting some advice from her regarding Viber. So that was on-demand services. And then my friend, one of my closest friends, and right. this is where the Chinese connection comes in, yeah. is one of my partners um, now uh, powers real-time communications for over 2 billion uh, mobile devices around the world. Wow. And so he was what telling me... Huh? Which, which company is uh, it? It's a, it's a company uh, powered by... Uh, so basically, uh, it, it's come from the major powerhouse. Uh, a lot of the team came from a company called YY, YY. Uh, which is the major live streaming uh, company in the world. Damn. A lot of companies like Momo, uh, multi-billion dollar valuation. So anyway, so what he did was he helped power... Um, the first messaging social media unicorn in India. India. Wow. Uh, called Hike Messenger App. Uh, Kevin, what's up, dude? The whole Bartel family. They're Shout basically out. like the Ayala family of India. So the okay. thing was just like, so that whole crew and what happened was, okay, well, India. And then something really interesting happened. Okay. It wasn't messaging. It wasn't uh, on-demand services. And it wasn't like the social media. VNG Corporation in Vietnam built uh, a unicorn prioritizing the voices of Vietnamese people okay. uh, around mobile gaming. Gaming, okay. And so we're like, holy crap. Okay, 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 okay. So we're looking at the Tomasic Report. Right. We're like, okay, the Philippines is going to explode. Uh, 2017, 2018, not yep. so much. So just, let's just keep on, like, look, everything looks really good 2025. Right. And so as we were uh, surveying... Um, the, the Philippine uh, economy, we just decided to launch an app prioritizing the voices of Filipinos. And at first, yeah, it looked like Viber. No one gave a shit. That was actually when mm-hmm. you met uh, Angelo. Ah, yes, yes, So it looked yes. like Messenger. No one gave a shit. We get it. That, that's the whole point of like... And here, this is um, also for entrepreneurs. Really... Uh, just focus on the overarching kind of thesis. For us, it was the the rise of the Philippine GDP. As long mm-hmm. as we're using hacking growth, lean startup methodology to focus on mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. a strong activation, retention, and acquisition plan, the product, see, the product will just have the patience, right? So for us, the patience was, okay, no one gives a shit about messaging, right. but everyone was live streaming. Yeah. Holy crap. And yeah. it was all Gen Z and millennials, which is even better, Right, so it was like okay, so everyone older than twenty eight didn't understand Kumu, but from like seventeen to twenty eight, everyone's addicted. So to I'm Kumu. an outlier. I'm thirty, and I understood. So yeah, shout yeah, out no, to yeah, you, yeah, yeah. old people. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so it was just like okay, cool, cool, cool. We're onto something. So for us, right. that's what it was. We're like, we see a trend. Why don't we just launch the app? The biggest thing was okay. 
there's a shift and we're not going to focus on on-demand services. We're not going to focus right. on uh, messaging, social media, all that. What we're going to focus on is the fact that, um, unfortunately, for local Philippine TV, digital right. revenues are down. Or, uh, yeah, it's or, changing, or Revenues man. are down. Right. Those are, so what we did is we focused on building a TV alternative. Got it. For, so for basically, that's what you're disrupting here. Yeah. All those eyes that used to be fixated yeah. on a TV is now on a phone. Exactly. But now you give them the, the liberty to now choose and stream or do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was one of the key things, and, and that was the thesis. So what we've been doing is just really building the product around uh, three key areas and blah, 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 blah. Like, if you guys ever want to talk and, and, and hang out, just feel free. I, I just, for us, we saw that uh, no one was really prioritizing the voices of an entire country Correct. Uh, like the way that we saw in our uh, research. So we mm. just decided, so I flew to San Francisco, um, LA, New York, Washington DC, flew to China, um, all over uh, finding Filipinos. Got it. Literally, I was Samuel Jackson. Wow. And they all decided to move to LA. Wow. So I'm not the only person. Our Most of our team is basically passionate Filipinos from around the world. We all gave up our jobs. We left a, you know, yep. they're even bringing family. All in. They went all in. So they're mm -hmm. all here. So uh, we're just super blessed. I love my team. They're the best. Um, they sacrifice so much. I'm just so grateful for them. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so uh, Roland, let's take a quick break. And when we do come back, yeah. let's talk about those five factors and yeah. what it was like for you guys launching Kumu after you figured out that this is the way to go. Yeah. And more of that after the break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we are back from the break. We're still with Roland Ross of Kumu Yo. App. So Hi. you said so many things about how you built this and how yeah. what type of network 
that, yeah. that, that enabled you. But again, these are all high-level stuff. You built the team and whatnot. When did you guys decide that, all right, from the messenger thing that you were trying to do before when I met you guys in Kubo to now, again, uh, doing Kumo and, I mean, Kumo, not Kumo, Kumo, yeah. and now focusing on enabling all these, the, the, the Gen Zs and the, the young millennials yeah. to now do that. What were the, the, the big early challenges of, of, of why you did that? Uh, so the biggest challenges uh, for what, and from right. a, the launching perspective, planning right. perspective, like what specific part? So first, first part challenges? was like why the challenge first would be how and why did you pivot into that type of thing, and why were the challenges? Oh, okay, first? so yeah, definitely data driven. I think um, my my biggest biggest recommendation is um, hacking growth. Got it. Um, growth hackers. Yeah, Sean Ellis. I think that uh, really it breaks down uh, into these kind of three methodologies around really focusing on your acquisition, um, right. the activation, retention, and then it goes into monetization. But before you do all that, there's this really critical, critical, critical thing, and it's called having a must-have survey. Um, must-have survey. It makes absolutely zero sense to try to grow an app that's not must-have. Got it. Right? And so it's just like, shit, okay, well, hmm. And then according to them, uh, it asks a question like, okay, at least 40% of your respondents for this to qualify as must-have has to say they're going to be very disappointed if Kumo was not in their life. I remember this because yeah. that's where you determine that you have a product market fit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. because for us right now, um, you know, we blazed right through the product market fit super quick. Right. Uh, it was um, – now it's business model fit. Um, we're super excited. We're going to announce – like literally the um the bomb yeah the big series a injection that's gonna there you, um, go. you heard it here first, first yeah, actually yeah uh, yeah i did <laughs> so um and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a very interesting partnership it's gonna be okay. uh, basically a combination of another family wow just as influential as the current one and here's the thing the, so, the, again the, the taipans of the yeah. philippines again yeah. I'm, I'm one of the main beneficiaries of this uh, the the lim family the lim yeah. uh, family that acquired chatbot ph yeah is again very traditional. It's like, why did they? They're selling rice and paper, but yeah. they don't know that the biggest catalysts, mm -hmm. the ones that actually make this economy move, yeah. are the Taipans. I mean, yeah. out of the top ten uh, richest people, probably nine or eight of them are Chinese. Yeah, Chinese Filipinos. I think. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's, no, it's, it's I, I completely agree. I think that right now we're in an age of digital transformation, and you know where where, where the Kumu team exists. It's really that really uh, interesting mix where uh, by adding this other family with um, this other big family sure. and um, Singapore resources, uh, we've mm -hmm. created a model that we can actually replicate across the entire emerging market. Right. Uh, but uh, we'll go into that. But what the first question was um, challenges must right. have right. Right. So for must have. Um, very disappointed. They have to say they're very disappointed. Yeah. And so for us, what it was is we're just launching a bunch of experiments, right? Correct. Okay, messaging, no one really cares. Community, what the heck? It's Facebook groups, I don't get it. Right. I think for the live streaming, um, it was a level of authenticity and connection that people got that was way deeper than um, anything that right. they were seeing. So YouTube Live, uh, IG, Facebook, because we, mm -hmm. uh, our engineering team focused okay. on... Uh, local Philippine bad internet. Mm. Our shit is real time, God. real time. There's a 20 second delay on IG, Facebook, and YouTube. So, like, if wow. someone talks, like I remember Alex and Tony Gonzaga. They went live on Kumu and Facebook at the same time, right. and they only got like 50 comments 
on Facebook Live because of that 20 second delay. Imagine, hey, what's going on? 20 seconds later, it hits a thing. They respond 20 seconds later. That's not uh, a real conversation. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so because it's of- delayed telecast. Yeah, it's like a delayed telecast. But for us, it was right. so real time. We had, we're a way smaller platform than Facebook. Absolutely. Even though we're trending higher than them. Right. But right now, we're like super small. And mm. so it was just like, we had like over 500 comments compared to their 50. Right. And it's because in on Facebook Live, they're just saying, shout out, shout out, right. notice me notice me whereas in in kumu they're able to ask like oh how's it going to in one case where it really drove yes. home was when jody santa maria went live okay jody was actually talking about it the conversation went quickly into mental health social anxiety wow. those types of things it's not like oh hey check me out well, hashtag blessed look at me fucking 10 pictures in shargao you know <laughs> like that's the thing right now like and uh, there's a pushback right now on influencers right, 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 right now our creators they're all like up students um mm-hmm. you know benilde students yo what's up like it's just like they're you know they go live there's no delay they're talking about body positivity they're talking about you yes. know the the founder of the morena movement is uh, one of our uh, creators and you know the founder of she talks asia which is a female empowerment conference yep, that yep. someone on our team vicky she co-founded with isa right. calzado bianca right. and that whole crew and like we're all talking about body positivity body love female right. empowerment um sexuality being bullied you know, uh, being trans, all right. those types of things that you don't readily see on TV here. True. I'm not going to say who because, you know, we respect you guys. Uh, uh, those types of things. So it's just like, whoa, holy crap. And then what's crazy is to make it even more authentic is the fact that instead of creating content for likes, right. you're, you're creating content and people for are value. paying you money. Absolutely. And so you have these overseas Filipino millennials who don't use, uh, they don't have no connection back home because they're too busy watching Game of Thrones and Netflix. True, true. So their connection to back home <laughs> through Kumu is right. we have Filipino uh, Americans, Filipino Saudi Arabians. Right now, I just checked last month, um, mm-hmm. we have users spending $2,000 a month no. That's way higher These than... These are students? No, 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 no. They're right. Filipino millennial engineers, got it, got it, got it. doctors, oh, wow. registered nurses in Kentucky where there's not a single Filipino around. So right. they're spending $2,000 yeah. a month on Kumu. And stay in the loop. Yeah, and what happens right. is that it reinforces that authenticity, that engagement. And that's what yeah. was showing up in our must-have survey is got that it. there's there's a level of authenticity from a creator standpoint because you can't fake it. You can't go on Shargao, take 20 pictures and say, hashtag stay blessed, right? <laughs> no, they're going on live saying, I'm depressed. Yeah, they come clean. And like, right. let's let's talk. Same. You know? Right, right, and right. And so, so, so there's the authenticity on the creator point. And then from a viewer point, you could actually give financial funds right and that's what's been so amazing just watching uh you know revenue grow 100 percent month over month uh, on that uh to the point that when you're looking at those financial projections if we assume that in the on this trajectory in the next three years we're probably it looks like we're going to be the most profitable media company in the philippines absolutely and so, unicorn territory is not far behind uh right. yeah the thing yeah the thing is about that uh so we we try to uh one of the things is uh, we do realize we have to say those types of terminologies to the VCs. I think right. for us, um, you know, me and my, our partners and just the team, we just love and we're going to die for this country, right? True. We're just going to do whatever it takes. So it's like... Like the Avengers. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no, and it's just like we're just going to do whatever it takes. Right. And, you know, whether it's a unicorn or not, I think, um, you know, uh, we're, we're just uh, really excited about what the implications are, not just for the Philippines, but for every emerging market country with at least 50 million Internet users and a global population right. of at least one million people who send money back home. Wow. 
right? Mm-hmm. Based off of our thing, if we do this correctly in the Philippines, just like uh, what Gojek is doing in localizing in other right. markets, mm-hmm. there's 14 other countries that we can do this to. Wow. And these right. are all emerging, emerging uh, countries. Like, so emerging you know, market with 50 million. So, you right. know, the Vietnams, the Thailand, Cambodia, Nigeria, right, Ethiopia, right, right. you know, Brazil, those types of things. So, yeah. so the, the, the future is looking bright for those and you want to be in those type of. Uh, yeah, just Gen Z millennials. Right. So that, that's it. That's okay. all we are. So, Roland, let's let's take a, a deep dive yeah, over yeah. those five factors that Dado said. Basically, these are the infinity stones and you're the soul stone, huh. right? Oh, you're, you're, you, said, you said whatever <laughs> yeah, it takes, yeah. so let's go. Rexy's the soul stone. My co-founder, right. Rexy's the soul stone. He is the <laughs> nicest, most amazing, compassionate, smart, there you uh, go. loving, caring person. I'm just, uh, I don't know, I just talk too much. So. Yeah. <laughs> so let's take a uh, deep dive. Oh, yeah. So Dado said five, five factors that you yes. did. How did you put that into work because it's easy to talk about it from a from from an operation standpoint i mean from i mean from yeah. from a high level yeah. dude making it work is a whole another bitch right yeah, so yeah, absolutely first one you said operating plan when it was you guys what was yeah. the plan in putting it out is this a go to market plan what was it for kumo yeah so the initial mvp was um, let's get this app out okay and let's throw it out there and then let's see what's going on mm. and so uh, mvp we raised enough money to get it out it looked like filipino viber um, uh, so according when to our operating this? plan, that was, uh, July, so we were, so I was taking crap June, 2017 when okay. I called everyone, I was like, Oh my God, we should go. Right. I think we started coding October, 2017. Wow, so this is recent. Yeah. 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 We're right. fast, man. And I'm, I'm really, and you know what we've learned from Singapore, we went with everyone, Golden Gate, Insignia, right, right, Monks right. Hill, uh, open space, everyone. And you know, widely we're uh, very proud of the team. Awesome. And so the thing was like, uh, it was like, uh, what was it? October 2017. So we wrenched the, the MVP was February 2018. Got it. And so when we were looking at the data, so the operating plan was, okay, cool. Uh, we had some growth metrics okay. that we were going to hit. Um, that was it. It was just around, uh, you know, a bro- breakdown of daily active, monthly active, right, weekly right, active right. type users uh, and those types of things. And basically it was just all about growth. How did you hack growth? Because this is hard. I tried this out oh. with PartyFile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My 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 peak with PartyFile until again it, it died uh, drastically. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Man, we, were, we should do stuff together, man. You're fucking dope, man. No, no, no seriously. Thank you, thank you. No, 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 seriously. Like, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, God, hey, hey, to my investors, I don't curse this much, but I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, just so, keep it real, bro. <laughs> Ain't nobody stopping us. <laughs> yeah, dude, man. Yeah, we should yeah. definitely. I, yeah, so the nightlife okay, shit, so, I did that. I, yeah. I, I, my peak was around 200k. Yeah. Until again, mar- nightlife. Uh, the biggest, hard, the hardest part before is that you acquire users. Yeah. It's so expensive to get them acquired, and your end game basically is to get them in the club. Yeah. Hook them up to get in the club, get yeah, it on the yeah, guest yeah, list yeah. and whatnot. It's hard because when they get into the club, it's like dating. When you achieve their goal of getting them hooked up and they become repeat repeat users, yeah. they won't need your shit anymore because they'll meet someone in this and they're yeah. going to be hooked up then you're going to always be in this constant loop of acquiring new users yeah, which yeah, eventually yeah. will make you a one night stand because no, they don't need you so it's it was a really bad uh and we weren't able to figure that out for you guys you figured it out very quick or those catalysts for you well i, I think for us uh, it was really um again so after we saw that authenticity was the uh mm-hmm. the 
the activation, the, the basically the aha moment. Got it. And so in Hacking Growth, it talks about uh, once you recognize the aha moment, which drives retention, yes. how do you design the app towards that? Right. Mm. And so um, there were a couple of like kind of fatty type apps out there. Like I remember there was like a quiz show called yeah. HQ, those types right. of things. I mean, it's not a sustainable business model, right? It's mm. just so crazy. But we're like, hey, what if we took an unsustainable business model and actually turned it into a growth hack? Yeah. And so what we did is we like uh, launched that thing. We noticed uh, we started uh, growing rapidly around that time. Okay. Um, one of the things to make it sustainable, though, was we became the first ever platform okay. to take that technology and give it to our users. So our nice. users started launching their own shows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's yeah, so, so many. Like I'll check no, it out. It's, like, it's not. Yeah, it's definitely not. Right. Yeah. So the thing is, now we don't even like really right, produce the right, shows. Right. It's just user-generated okay. quiz show content. And then, um, you know, and then what happened was we started noticing like, oh crap. Um, Instead of us spending so much time with creators, okay. people started starting agencies. Ah. And so like now we have agencies on Kumu who represent the artists and then put them on. It's so nuts, dude. It's Holy weird. Shit. Like I'm like, what the heck? It took agency? out of life on its own. Yeah, it's right. so crazy. And then the big <laughs> one is uh, the sense of belonging was, see, again, that's what it is. You just look at the data. Got right, it. and then you're like, okay, look at the what are the uh, the behaviors that people are doing, and then simply design the product around those behaviors. Got it. And so when the sense of community now, what happens is uh, there's these clan. They call themselves teams, clans, families, uh, kingdoms, nations. nations whatever, those right. types of things. So that started forming too with the creators because what wow. happened was like we'll notice is like uh, an agency will be nothing but like you know part of my French, but maybe like. Konyo-ish type of kind like of, creators. Kind of, hey, yeah. look at me. You know, yeah, blah, and blah, it blah. can be very exclusive. And yeah, whatnot, and right? and the thing is though, um, I think they're amazing talent. There's like some people they have amazing talents. They're beautiful, those cool. types of things. But then what I noticed too was like these communities started forming as well, where ah. they it was more reflective of like masa type stuff. Got it. And then they started uh, creating content within each other, and so we saw right. this like amazing interplay and then um and then even better was the mixing of the agencies and the nations uh, forming alliances now it's a whole and then, yeah right. so it was really beautiful seeing the I, I, at the end of the day it was it's all about community of course right and so what happened was it like, thrives within the platform exactly right. and so what we decided to do was just gamify uh, the right. the community and so now uh, now we have like a quiz show where the families go against each other ah, right um, the like community family feud yeah right you Kumo. know one of our most right. popular contents is user generated uh, it's a singing show we couldn't ah, have thought of that but nice. apparently there's a lot of singing on the app right yep. so for us it was just really um, let's just listen to what these college students are, are, are wanting uh, so pretty soon uh, we're going to be launching uh, in the colleges after we make some big announcements right, right. the second thing too is just yeah so yeah we're just very excited yeah. awesome now so, for se yeah, the second so the, uh, part timing the data yeah. Um, oh, timing. Oh. oh. Yeah, we got timing wrong. I'll be completely right, right? I mean, we, we launched a messenger app too late. Mm. So we got the timing completely off. But you pivoted and timing was right. Yes. On that right. one. And, right. and that's the thing, guys. Like, you're going to be in a situation, right? You're going to be staring at the ceiling and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm running out of money. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills next month. Right, All right. those types of things. And you got to remind yourself of the original thesis and the passion. You got to really find something that you're willing right. to die dig for. Dig in deep. Yeah, you got to yeah. dig in deep because like, if you don't, you're going to die. Right. I, I, and the thing is, don't be scared of that. There's something beautiful about the fact that you only live 30,000 days. Absolutely. Right? Because like, life is sacred. And so mm -hmm. you just... Gotta make it. it count. 
Yeah, but, you know, and I, I, I had those experiences uh, back in San Francisco before I sold my last company. It was right. like, crap, you know. And so when, when, when you remind yourself of, like, how, how short life is, you, you do have to just, like, look at Hacking Girl, you know, look at those types of books, you know. Now, that's, that's more of, like, a, a strategic. This is right. to all you entrepreneurs. You know, one of the, the not one, the best book for uh, CEOs uh, hard things about the hard things. Yes, right, absolutely. And the number one thing that Ben talks about is headspace. Like literally manage that space between your ears, right? Really just be super intentional about really keeping good headspace, you know, mm -hmm. managing your mind and, and those types of things because those are the moments that is going to see the company through Correct. when there's like, you know, an Amazon bill is about to hit right. and you don't know how you're going to freaking pay for all that stuff. Yeah. And, and you just freaking... Uh, pivot. Well, they'll, they'll go through uh, the different things of why yeah. you decide to pivot, but literally just look at the data, look at the activation, and look at what epiphany, drives the retention. Right. Yeah, those types of things. So, now, yeah. next one would be funding. You mentioned it already, right? It's all fun and games when, when we have money, but how did you guys do the funding round from the get-go? Because I'm pretty sure all these people that wanted to back you up, was that right there from the get-go or do you have to scratch and claw and there are a lot of close calls where you almost died yeah so one of the things is so um kumu is actually uh, uh part of a 15-year journey of me wanting to come back to the philippines Got right it. and so um the my initial funders were a lot of friends and family who funded yep. me and guys like if you guys fail because it took me a bunch of failures to get to this point right yes. after i sold my first company i actually failed a bunch of times you mm -hmm. know uh those types of things and what happens was all throughout the past 15 years when one time i tried being a missionary one time right. i tried uh, being a community service humanitarian right one time i did try to start uh like a, a penny bidding auction where the timing was off Okay. Lost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And all throughout, I, I never gave up on my vision on the Philippines. And so what ends up happening is if you end up helping people and you pay it forward, uh, I helped uh, a company exit for 10, 10, uh, 10 figures. Right. Uh, and I, another company... Uh, Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. There were 10-figure revenue, but they right. exited for eight figures. Hey. Right, U.S., dude, right, U.S. And just like crazy. really, you know, I actually, even though I failed, what I did was understanding my place as an expert in advertising technology in right. Silicon Valley was like, I'm going to help friends. And, you know, they exited. Uh, they were able to raise multiple rounds, 50, yep. 60 million dollars and that type of stuff. And then they all came and they all helped me out. That is they they awesome. gave me so the thing is like Kumu isn't just like oh it's a we just came up with money all no no it was because I just never gave up on a dream right I, I was mm -hmm. uh, I studied and you weren't abroad, selfish right? about yeah it's just me first because I have, I'm still trying to do my grind you figure out your shit but you're even if you were you didn't have much but you were helping people out eventually it came back to you yeah and that's the biggest thing I want to tell you guys is because throughout that entire process what you develop is trust. Right. You develop and trust and reputation with people. Absolutely. And if you if people trust you and, and people believe in you, they will give you the money. And everyone saw that uh, I was never going to give up on that dream. You know, the first time I decided to die for the Philippines, it was such a right. funny story. Um, I was uh, a college student graduating okay. uh, from the University of California, Santa Barbara. You What's see? up, gauchos? There you go. So <laughs> I did not go to Berkeley, the fancy school. I did not go to okay. UCLA, which is the second most fanciest. I went to okay. UC Santa Barbara, which is, uh, um, that would be the equivalent of UP Diliman, Deciding to open up a campus 
UPLB. In Barakai. Oh, shoot. And the, all the students are from CSB. Chill. Oh, wow. So it's just like, it right. just, it's yeah. just... Chill town, party town. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It was, uh, it, was, uh, uh, it was just a university on the beach full of CSB students. <laughs> oh, and so, like, uh, you know, one of the cool things about that, that, that dream was I studied abroad in the Philippines. Okay. And um, I was heartbroken about what it meant to be Filipino-American. Mm-hmm. You know, they toured us through all the, the Filipino... Um, the bases and those types of things. Right. And uh, I was with my professor who introduced me and we were just hanging out. Uh, he's like, hey man, you seem to be like really inflective. Why don't you just sit down here, uh, hang out with us, we're having a barbecue. Okay. Um, so I'm here at this golf course, okay. sitting down and I'm just thinking and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I, I've never felt so home. I'm, I'm going to like give my yes. life. And then as I was sitting there on the Pasig River, um, these guards come up to me and they're, they're presidential security guards. Yes, and I realized that this park I'm hanging out in is Malakinyang Park. <laughs> and the girl that I'm hanging out with, there's a boat there. She's like, hey, we're going to go hang out at my house. And wow. I was all like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and so I sat in this boat and we're taking a river to her house. And I'm like, this is the biggest house I've ever seen. This is bigger right, than anything right, I ever saw right. like in Forbes or Dasma. Right. And then one of my friends took out a 20 peso bill. She's like, I think this is the house. And I was like, holy shit. It was, uh, yeah, it was crazy. I was, uh, I think. <laughs> How I was, the hell did you? Yeah, I was hanging out with the president's daughter at the time. It was oh crazy. Oh my goodness. And it was that moment Ooh. when I realized. And so that's what I'm saying. That was 2004. That was 15 years ago. Yeah. And so all throughout the time, I failed. You know, NGO didn't work. Missionary didn't work. Uh, startup didn't work. But what happened was all throughout that time, I was helping my friends, and they were my initial funders uh, right. for, for the company. And from, from a personal point of view, before we take a break, yeah. how did he, you keep going? Because, you know, I, I've, I've had the same experience. Like, yeah. every failure, no matter how much you tell people that, yeah, I can just shrug it off and whatnot, it takes a toll. No, on you don't your shrug heart. it off. That's fucking right. bullshit. Here's right. the thing you're going you're gonna to go through a depression point. Guys, Correct. you'll go through a dark valley. Right. And I think um, one thing uh, that's helped me is, you know, just definitely be spiritually connected with something much higher than you. Sure. I don't want to get all super religious. You know, I, I'm right. a Christ follower myself, but what, it has to be bigger than you. Sure. There has to be a level of selflessness that takes you out of the equation Correct. so that when you hit that dark valley, it's those people around you. Um, your friends, your family, and you mm-hmm. just have to get it's, it's a season, guys. It's a fucking season. If you're going through a winter, spring is falling. You're Correct. going to, if you're going to fail, you're going to fail hard. But as long as you understand those L's are lessons and not losses, right. you just stand back up and go. Because every failure that I ever did was just a classroom session, it was life working out. Because mm-hmm. All the shit that I'm going through now, dealing with like the biggest families, dealing with the politics, dealing with like having over a million users, like all that type of stuff, you're going to be stretched so hard mentally that it was because of my past failures that I am ready to take it on. And Mm. if you're not, congratulations, it's preparing you for something even bigger anyways. Correct. You know? Amen. Holy shit. That was so... Preach. Yeah, yeah. Preach. Preach. There you go. Now, Roland, let's take a quick break again. And when we come back, let's resume the other two factors that Dado said and what's next for you guys and what what y'all gonna do and more of that after the break. Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter 
suggest you grow your own startup because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprouts Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes, all the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey, hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn Earn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. DragonPay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit DragonPay is. DragonPay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2020. 
So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust DragonPay. And we're back for the final part. Yo. We're still with Pastor. I'm going to call you <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <man>. Reverend, Reverend <laughs> Roland Ross of Kumu. Hey, okay, hey, so hey. Roland, before yeah. we took the, the break, you dissected three parts already of what Dado said. Yeah. Now we're resume that in part four, the technology. Okay, you said that Kumu is is faster in than 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 Facebook and whatnot. But yeah. how did you build this so that you know it can withstand the bandwidth? Because the app game is fucking expensive, dude. Absolutely. Holy I mean, shit. The 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 credits that have to go through you can blaze through yes, that. Yes, Amazon, thank you. Uh yeah. we just celebrated one of the largest credits in Amazon history. Really? Uh, I think wow. they recognize the fact that we are uh, probably one of the fastest growing apps wow. here. They gave us $85,000. 85 grand. Yeah, I believe it's the biggest, uh, the, one of the biggest actually that they yeah. gave. Because they were like, holy crap. Because we're like, oh, we can't afford, come on, please. Right, please, right, please, right, please, right, please, right, 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 right. So um, big, big, big props to Kubo. Uh, they were actually responsible for uh, setting nice. that uh, relationship up. And that's exactly why we're so grateful uh, for organizations like Kubo because we would have not gotten that $85,000 credit if it wasn't for them. Exactly. And this is what, so, this is what I'm talking about. You know, there's, there's yeah. an ecosystem. Much love, ecosystem. Correct. Yeah. It's willing to support you. You just got to earn it because people are not going to go out there and fucking spoon feed you. You got to fucking yeah, yeah. earn your stripes. Y- right? Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> it was like, hey, guys, if we don't, we might lose money while we're negotiating Correct. our next fundraise, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean, like, please, 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 please. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Know. And you don't want, you know, the last thing you want to do is you have so many users yeah. and you have an app that's bogged down, right? Yeah, yeah, In terms absolutely. of product development for mm-hmm. you guys, what were the hacks that you guys did to to make sure that it would hold its own? Because uh, bugs yeah, are so, fucking hard to kill. Yeah, so from a technology from perspective, app. yeah, I think like a lot of people are, uh, and this is kind of funny, right? Like we get a lot of shit for not being like as fast as say like a Facebook or an IG mm-hmm. or, or some, some weird thing. And I go, right. guys, you guys are comparing us to a multi-billion dollar company. So that's actually dope. Because right. 1% of like Facebook still makes us a unicorn. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, and the thing is, like, people don't understand that. Like, you're too busy hating on what we're doing rather than focusing on the fact of what we're going to accomplish in the next 10 years. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Right. A Gen Z millennial like uh, ABS-CBN that could be replicated in 20 other emerging market countries is right. a multi-billion dollar business. Right. You know, kind of like, Stan, like, y'all got to get the, the vision proper before you kind of hate on that. No, but you people know? like to shit on people's work if they don't understand it. And after, when you make it to the... <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, yeah no, right. absolutely. But so, at the end of the day, guys, for those people also who's been being shat at right now, yeah. you just make sure that success is always the best revenge. Yes. I swear. Yes, yes, yes. Right. And so one of the key things for us is just like get the best, right? So my head at, um, uh, on the back end side, right? Uh, he actually grew up in Hangzhou, which is the headquarters of Alibaba. He okay. actually uh, developed a technology that uh, was acquired by Alibaba. Wow. And his two biggest... Um, um, uh, telco uh, requiring uh, uh, like the the people that he worked with was uh, China Unicom and China Telecom, which just recently got the third um, yeah uh, the third telco here. player here. Right? And so for us, it was like okay, cool. So. You know, when Dado warned me about PLDT and Globe, I got someone who would be like, this is easy. I, I got this. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just wow. like, you know, that type of stuff. And then, you know, one of my fraternity brothers, right, he uh, led product for the first SEO company to go public. Drew, love you, man. 
Shout uh, out. You know, we've known each other for over well, almost 20 years now, man. I can't believe it. And, right. you know, this is the guy that I could call at 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, 2 right. o'clock, th- that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we all sleep on the floor together. We went When we were doing our Singapore tour uh, with wow. all the VCs, we were all sleeping on the floor together because we barely have enough money. You know, that type yeah. of thing, right? Hostels. So, that's what you fucking stay here. Exactly. Right. And I, right. I think that's one of the number one things, right? It's just like... On the front end, uh, one of the realizations is uh, it's really hard to find great back-end support. So we actually had to uh, recruit passionate Filipino folks from China and the U.S. to help us on back-end. Wow. How do you then, dig through that? Because that's hard. How do you even locate that? Dude, it? 15 years of like losing, right? That's right. that's the thing I got to remind people, right? It's like, yeah, I exited a couple times. Yeah, I advised several exits. Right. But all throughout that time, I never gave up on the vision of the Philippines. It took me 15 years to get here. I understand I'm an outsider. No one knows who the hell I am here. But mm-hmm. the thing is, it's like, doesn't give Who gives the a shit? Love you, just genuine, gotta, yeah, yeah, you just got to... You just got to right. just... just go right right you know and it's funny right you, you you approach a bunch of people right so i moved here uh tectonic 2018 right, right right that was the week i moved here like no one knew the hell i was no one wow. would listen to us but all it took was one person liza gokongway and that one person cool. made all the difference right yeah. and so for us i think from a technology perspective okay. the best right now as we speak Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could talk to Caliber too. What up, yo? You guys are What dope. up, Paul? What and up, Dexter? So the, the thing is uh, front end, UI, UX, graphic right. design, uh, product management, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. World class people you could find. Um, actually, uh, there's another quiz show uh, here. What's up, Pedro? Like, so those guys, they right. got like um, amazing design, uh, front end talent, those right. types of things. Right. So, you know, a big shout out for what they're doing. So they helped you out. And, and no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, uh, right. from a technology perspective, no, it's for me because, like, a lot of people assume, oh, you know, they have a computer product. The thing is, dude, it's ecosystem. We got to support everybody, right. right? So it's just like, um, even though we don't work with them, what I'm trying to say is that they're able to build a world-class team from a front-end perspective. I think Absolutely. that um, there's a lot of people need to recognize that there's world-class front-end talent in the Philippines from UI UX uh, front-end. And I would I, echo that with the chatbot development team. Like, for yeah, example, yeah, right? yeah, people, a lot of like now, a lot of people are like, hey, chatbots, right? Yeah, it's easy to make a chatbot. Why, why do we keep shitting on each other? That, to yeah. be honest, if yeah, we're lucky to be the, 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 the market leader or the first into the market, the first yeah. mover and whatnot but that doesn't discount the fact that there's enough fish for everyone and we don't have to drag each other down yeah exactly that you know? our best competitors i'm friends with yeah because we don't need to I'm fucking shit on each other it's like i could i give him props in public he gives me props in public it it lifts the whole yeah ecosystem exactly right? yeah and the same thing like you know with Zenia and those uh, you know i love what they they were able to build the best product person uh, in, in my i ron uh wherever you're at uh, right. over at coins holy crap on host. Uh, what he's was he was able to build with um coins here right. <laughs> like what props right like shit and so if you guys need any advice uh, with regards to uh, product and and from a technology perspective i definitely uh, recommend ron uh, yeah. so for us though uh, because our network wasn't as big right um and because i uh, personally exited with several companies uh that were involved in china and the u.s sure, sure. I had to build a lot of my uh, database and infrastructure uh, outside, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, um, we are currently looking for uh, a local CTO. But, yeah, yeah, but it's it's um There's so technology. A lot of good tip devs here, I swear. Yeah. 
And, and I think the number one thing, guys, is like when you're looking at your market and you are doing product market fit and understanding specifically what the needs are, yeah. if you do not have the understanding of the technological requirements to do it, you, you need to find a co-founder or somebody that can, or else you're just going to sound like another random person at a startup networking event right, saying that right, you're going right. to like start a unicorn and you can't even get like a, a, a product proper MVP. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which yeah. is like 90%, not, not Philippines. I'm not talking crap about the Philippines. What I mean is 90% anyway. of the entrepreneurs in the world uh, who think they're going to start the next Uber or Grab wow. and all they're doing is talking about their uh, their pitch deck. You know, So yeah, I definitely highly recommend. The lifeblood of a yeah. tech company obviously is tech and the tech is always <laughs> built by developers. So yeah, whatever happens, they are the fucking stars here. We absolutely. just get a lot of the fucking attention because we're like the front man of a band. Absolutely. But in reality, they're like the drummers, the bassists. They fucking make the music. Absolutely. Right? So whatnot. yeah, so most of the team is actually engineers. Uh, we have two technical co-founders. So yeah. Wow. So, Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, so that's yeah. a lot of brain power in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Now, yeah. last part out of the formula that Dado gave the team, right? Other than the tech co-founders, what's the DNA of a, what do you call your people? Kumu? The, the core people, the, the people? The team? We're the Barkata. You know, the Barkata. The there's right. going to be, How I already know, that? there's going to be like 10, I, I already know, there's going to be 10, 12 companies coming out. I mean, oh, we already wow. just seeded another company. They Congratulations, I can't because you're stealth, but they just, uh, they're going to about to receive about a million US dollars to wow. start. Um, and then Shout out! Others. So it's just, you Making know. It rain and yeah, build, no, build, for yeah. sure. And I think that like, uh, you know, we just love each other. Um, Absolutely. You know, Angelo, I, I think that, you know, he's one of the most dynamic uh, people I've ever met. So he is easily Hulk. Uh, on yeah. The, the Kumu easily. team. Right. He is Hulk. Uh, he just goes out uh, just to well, he looks. He's, he's not angry all the time. He looks no, really, no, yeah, really but just, chill. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too. People don't understand that, like, everyone sees the big green monster. Right. But, like, people need to understand that Hulk is also one of the smartest people in the entire world. And yes. if you get to know Angelo. Seven PhDs. <laughs> seven PhDs, right? So when you get to know Angelo, you get to see how smart he is, right? right. Like, he, uh, you know, he he helped grow uh, one of the, uh, it was a, com uh, a company called iMeme to 20 million yes, users. Before. That company sold uh, to MySpace. And that's a Philippine. Uh, Pino, uh, yeah, right there, large that. hospitality business. Right. Um, a lot of our users go to his clubs, black market, I, bad decisions. Wednesday, I know, I, that's how I know, <laughs> yeah, that's them, bro. I know this is my own life, bro. Yeah, I was like, ooh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you know, stuff like that, or like, uh, you know, my co founder Rexy, right? Like, um, you know, here's this guy, he's he's I think he's the only non UCSB. Uh, he went to Brown, uh, Ivy League mm -hmm. school, but he was born and raised uh, in Dumaguete, wow. and uh, but went to school in Rhode Island. And uh, you know, he is probably the nicest, most compassionate, smartest person uh, I've ever met, and nice. just really, uh, you know, and and so I think uh, for us, uh, you know, and I also talked about Drew earlier, and right. I think for the team. Um, most of us, we've all known each other for at least 10, 15 years now, wow, right? that's a lot. Yeah, so oh, that's trust the thing. already there. And there, there you go, trust. You know, one of the biggest things, uh, it's funny, um, Hyun, uh, what's up? Uh, he's the head of Open Space uh, right. Ventures. Uh, right. They are the uh, earliest backer in Gojek. Yep. And uh, he actually was the one who uh, imparted this knowledge on me, was a poet warrior. Poet warrior, is, uh, uh, definitely a skill set for like a CEO poet warrior, or like um, really a Harvard review uh, yeah. talks about it. it's the zoom and zoom out skill set. 
Okay. The zoom in, zoom out skill set is basically, okay, I could come to this podcast, talk about the big picture vision, right? Or that Digicon thing that I'm speaking right, right, at right. in a couple of weeks. It's just like talking about all this crap, but then also have the ability to just zoom in right into the company, mm-hmm. right down to like, and like, I'm not fucking talking crap. I'll tell you specifically what I did. Okay. I answered the customer service of the chat. Right. Of the Facebook chat. Right at the front lines. Right in the front lines to right. see what exactly what people are talking about. Exactly. And it's that zoom in, zoom out ability to, to be able to zoom in, see exactly what's happening. But right. at the same time, you're talking about trust. How do you have trust enough in your team to basically run it, right? You got mm-hmm. Angelo. So there was a, a competing live stream platform um, founded by Astro, which is like the ABS-CBN of Malaysia. Right, right. Um, they spent 15 million US dollars on an app to compete what? with us. But they were focused on Southeast Asia. Across, okay. Across Southeast Asia. Um, Unfortunately, very similar to other um, startups, um, their burn rate was so high that um, they spent 15 million US and ended up going out of business. But what happened was they spent millions of dollars in the Philippines. And Mm. what happened was uh, they developed amazing uh, guys. So Ige, the country manager, Ige, what's up? What's up? What up? Uh, by, prior to that, he headed business development over at Shopee and helped launch Shopee. Ah, okay. And so we met with him. And this is your competitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, okay. they just they were going out of business. Okay. And while he was closing the office, right? You know, we pitched him, and he decided to uh, him and his leadership team and all their top talents moved over to Kumu. Wow. And you know, and we didn't. And what I love about them is we call them the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what I was about to. <laughs> so they're the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're you know? the Asgardians. Yeah. They, they got fucked over by Thanos. Yeah. And now they're joining you. Yeah. Oh, right. dude. So and they have been. Uh, and that's the thing, right? And that's the, see, that's ecosystem, yes. right? We never actually hate it. We were competing with them head on, right? right? Uh, with all the other social apps, and you know, we would actually grudgingly say, like, "Damn, dude, they must have a lot of money being able right. to, to to fund all those um, creators. They mm. spent all this money on workshops, all right. these." people but look what ended up happening we were always cool with them and then the time came they ran out of funding and all the millions of dollars that they spent on all those creators now you made back they all just came in and you know that's something super cool so it's also respect i guess because if you respect your competitor genuinely you don't hate on them to the point that you're gonna fucking do black black propaganda you respect because at the end of the day your your competitor also makes you better yeah, and that's what I learned from Luke and Kenny from my first startup, Tracking 202. So when Luke and Kenny, um, when they had started, it was not X.com. So basically, they built a payment platform for Palm Pilot in wow. the early 2000s. Wow, okay. So that's, they're super wow. OG, 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 like right, right, late right, 90s, right. right? And and nothing was going. And then they met a guy, competing product, Elon Musk, okay. Elon and he Musk. had X.com. Yep. And so they decided, even though that they were competitors, that they were okay. going to combine their payment processing and then leverage eBay as the thing. And so what I've learned from that experience was like, yeah, dude, like it's ecosystem, something crazy. There's a huge wave that's about to hit. Look at the Tomasic report, guys. We're talking $72 billion economy going to $240 billion economy. There's enough room for everybody. Exactly. And if you look at the Philippines, if we just continue to just be passionate and cool with each other, don't be a dick. Just like, let's all work together. Like, look, 
I already know that based off of this podcast, you right. know, Ronster and I are going to do some shit together, right? Absolutely. And so it's just like, let's just, you know, uh, you know, Kubo style, maybe Block right. 71 someday. And right. so I think that's the most important thing is trust, right? Have enough trust in your team. Uh, people like Michiko, you know, right. who's amazing. Congratulations uh, about her engagement. Oh, right. yeah. You yeah. know, so Michiko, you know, she's an entrepreneur herself. The whole team is actually entrepreneurs. And I so, met her oh, when no she was still uh, working with... Uh, the the Grand liquor Hall company. Oh no way. Nora Koch. Oh wow. So she used That's to be in the school. club game too. So she 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 they they're, they're that company owns um Absolute. Yeah. And all these these big big uh liquor brands. Wow. And she was there. And I remember one thing she told me specifically from from a meeting. Like you know what I I'd love to work with someone like you. Because she mm. wanted the startup game, and now look at them. Yeah. She's oh, fucking dude, killing she's, it in yeah, your team. Yeah, we, she, we right. just made her VP of operations. She's Boom. just sick, just like that. And then our head of partnerships, Vicky Herrera. If you right. guys don't know, the Herrera sisters, they've just been The Herreras, including John, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and John, too, right? right? That's right. So the whole Herrera clan. And, you know, right. Vicky... Uh, you know, starting She Talks Asia, we, we felt that was super aligned with what we were trying to do. Right. You know, with Bianca, Isa, uh, right. Lynn, uh, Sarah Meyer, you know, that, that whole crew. And just yep. like, wow, you know. And so it's just like, we're, 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 oh, dude, and our head of content, right? Casey Montero, yes. right? So, like, you know, what we loved about Casey was that, uh, that is now funny that product, as hell. <laughs> yeah. You know, and now that the product was ready, right. you know, um, now that the product was ready, it's like, okay, now we're ready to start engaging, right? So, like, cool. today we had JR. Uh, tomorrow, yep. I think we have Joyce Pring going on. Uh, you know, Christine Reyes actually hosted wow. um, some of our shows. You know, that type of stuff. So, That's it's just like... Crazy. And all of that came because of Casey. So, yes. it's just like... For us, we do literally. Uh, it's funny because I've heard you use the Avengers um, in in a previous couple of previous podcasts, right, right, right. and so for us, we actually do take it literally. Yeah. We literally look at everyone we're like, okay, you know, um, Angelo's Hulk, this person's that, <laughs> that person that, they're Guardians of the Galaxy. Who are you? Uh, I don't know, man. No, I people say that. Or are you Cap? Yeah, no, no, I'm definitely not. No, that's uh, that's Rexy. Rexy is Cap. Okay. Um, Which I Cap? Think Marvel or Captain America? Okay. Got oh, it. Uh, we're about to announce Marvel. Oh shit! Yeah. There when you go. we announce Marvel in about a couple oh, of weeks, man. oh hell, shit's the whole about, Philippines about to shit's about to blow. Yeah, everyone's about to. Yeah, that I can't believe it's happening. Yeah. By the way. Oh man. But uh, for me. Um, Maybe closer to, uh, I want to be more behind the scenes, cool. uh, which is more of like a Samuel type. You're Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would prefer to be that. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, we do have a lot of... Got it. Everyone can have their own movie, and Kumu mm-hmm. is the Avengers uh, thing. Got it. That's what we always joke about. <laughs> because everyone, I know, every, I know everyone's endgame. I know which company that they want to start after Kumu. I know what everyone wants to do. And so whether it's a combination of like PayPal Mafia slash right. Kumu Barkata meets Avengers, uh, you know, we're very, very, very excited about um, some of the people that we're going to onboard. So. Got it. So last question, Roland. How yeah. do you make sure that it's all cohesive? Because these are big guns fucking with each other. Right? Yeah. They're, 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 uh-huh. they're, they're not just a bunch of whatever is trying to do that. Yeah. And there's a lot of ego that you have to manage Absolutely. as well. I think How do you make it work? I, I think the, the biggest thing, um, and this is uh, something that I've just kind of learned throughout, okay. is you have to come up with a vision so big that everyone can take ownership of something just as big. Like, for example, um, you know, we came out with a technology uh, that is so big that um, one of these entrepreneurs can take it on and it could be a multi-million dollar business, right? Got it. And so, uh, for example, um, Angelo, who has uh, arguably the most 
responsibility. Yep. Uh, he has uh, entrepreneurs under him because he has envisioned um, <laughs> some pretty big projects. So uh, it, it comes from a vision perspective. And that's why team is so important, too, is because they have to have that right uh, ability of like operational capacity or or, or whatnot, and, and to be able to execute. And so for me, um, you know, it's really in being able, how do you cast a vision so big that there's enough room that when I, and again, back to the hard things, that when I have my monthly one-on-ones with my managers, Got that it. they are taking ownership of something that's stretching them, uh. right? God. Right, and so when they're taking ownership, that's stretching them. They have no time to think about what the other entrepreneur, yeah. dude. They're Michiko has that, right? no time to think about what the hell Casey Montero. Casey is trying to. Uh, uh, he's like the Corey Vidanis of Kumo right, right, right now, right? right? right so right, like, he has right. no time to be the you know the, worry about what other people are doing. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you add it up, it all points down to that single north star that you divine. Yeah, that's absolutely. correct. So, Absolutely. Uh, so again, uh, Roland. Unfortunately, as much as we want to do it, we we've hit the fifty-nine minute. Oh wow! Well, yeah, hey, that was what's quick, up? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, um, real quick, just invite people over to to join Kumu real quick. And what what do they what should they expect moving forward in the very near future? Because yes, there have a lot of big guns coming up. Yeah, actually. So um, we're gonna announce two deals. One that will help us uh, capture the attention span of Gen Z millennial Filipinos across oh. right uh, overseas Filipinos. Uh, Filipinos in the province okay. and uh, Filipinos in Metro Manila. So that's one, uh, you know, getting to around 20 million users from our current million. Wow. And then um, and then with the help of Singapore, rinse and repeating. So if Kumu is Kumusta in right. the Philippines, then what we launch in Thailand will be Sawa, short for Sawadika. Ah. And so, uh, you know, we're planning on launching in about like 15 to 16 different countries. Wow. That is crazy. And yeah. I wish you all the luck. And oh, I know thanks, you can man. do it. Just oh, all thanks, day. Man. Oh, thank all you, day. Man. You can get the sense. So again, yeah. guys, if you want to check it out, um, guys, uh, where do you where do they go if you want to check out Kumu? I'll just go to kumu.ph. Um, and, you know, depending on what mobile device, you'll get redirected to the proper store. Sounds good. Thank you again. Yes, Owen. thank Appreciate you. It. Awesome, All right, man. And guys, if you guys like that episode, please don't forget to show us some love. We need some love, Ooh, too, on, yeah. on, this, on this side. Puzzle shit. Uh, yes, Puzzle follow shit. us. Give us a like. Give us a comment and recommendation in the, whatever podcast uh, app you're playing this on. And then uh, chat with our bots so that we can also get your feedback on m.me slash hustleshare, powered by chatbotph. And again, thanks, Roland. Yes, thank you. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Awesome. Peace. All right.